Hello voices. My name is Joe Choi and I'm a multi-award winning voiceover and the host of the voiceovers audio adventure podcast, a bi-weekly show where I learn about the voiceover and audio industry and share with you all the tips and tricks along the way. Like many people during the pandemic, I found myself out of work. I had a lot of time and a little bit of savings. VoiceOver had always been something I'd been interested in but had no idea of how to get started. Searching online was obviously the first step for me. But you probably clocked that there's so much information out there. It's actually quite overwhelming. Don't get me wrong, there were some great resources out there, but also some questionable ones. So today, two and a bit years into my voiceover journey, I want to share with you what has worked for me and what I'm learning along the way. Let's dive into today's episode. So your friends, family members or random people are telling you you have a nice voice. If this is the case, you've probably heard people say, you've got a nice voice for radio or I could listen to you every day or I could wake up next to your voice. All right, the last one was a little creepy, but you get the gist. Okay, so where do you go from here? That's where I found myself in the beginning of lockdown. The first thing you need is a demo. Here's my step-by-step of what I did. I cheated a little bit on this stage. I worked in the music industry, so I had access to knowledgeable people already. Nonetheless, I asked them what equipment I needed and they were kind enough to help. At this stage, I had no coaching and I decided to wing it and basically roll the dice. Once I had my setup, I went online and searched for scripts that I thought would work. I then recorded each script a couple times and downloaded music to accompany them. I sent all of this off to my friend who is an engineer and he did the rest. Voila, I had my demo. Of course, me being me, making things difficult, it's not a very conventional way of doing things. So, let's hear from some friends of mine and see how they got started in the industry. Hi, my name's Dayday and I'm a voiceover artist and a singer-songwriter. I saw a tweet with a voiceover artist who was saying that basically um, she was looking for more like black and Asian people to get into it. She wanted to try and diversify the industry. Um, And so she was running a a talk and they had some incredible voiceovers on the panel. And literally from then I was like, you know what, this is incredible. I think I'm going to try and get into it. It took me another like four or five months to sort myself out. My first freelance job I got on Facebook. Hey, I'm Michael, uh, Michael Ashtiani, and I'm a full-time voiceover. In 2018, I was in a house fire and um, I was nearly a goner. I made a very firm decision that even though I was in a bad spot, I was going to make that fire work to my advantage. I was like, I'm not going to let this be this negative thing that I always reflect on. I'm going to make this a positive thing. And my way of doing that was like, I'm going to use this as a springboard to try and do a complete career change and break into voiceover. And that's exactly what I did. When I decided to embark on this journey, there was no cutting corners. There was no, you know, like, you know, I can do this, I can do that. I literally, I accepted that I was a complete novice, no affiliation to the industry. I was a, I was a blank canvas that just wanted to learn. So coaching, online webinars, any courses I can get my hands on, uh, you know, I found like VOs that had online courses on like Udemy. This is a highly competitive industry, all right? Everybody's vying for the same job. The way I saw it was, you're not going to stand a chance. You need to be armed, ready, and dangerous when that script comes through, that you're, you know, you're in a good position to win. 
And you're not going to do that unless you've put the time and effort in. You know, some people have a God-given talent and they can just, you know, rattle it off. But even the greats had coaching. I just think, yeah, I think I think just taking that approach of not rushing it, don't cut corners, take the time to hone in on your craft and just be as best as you possibly can. Um, and it will give you the best fighting opportunity to succeed. My name is Marilena Gant and I'm a voiceover artist and actress based in London. You know, I don't really think there is a single path or conventional route to voiceover nowadays. I think, you know, all the voiceover artists I know, every single one has a different story. Um, some went to drama school and they got involved in voice work that way. But there are others that I know who were teachers or lawyers or pilots and or they worked in marketing and then had a total career change. So once I'd had my first demo made, um, I pretty much went about putting it everywhere. And then I really just hit the direct marketing hard. I emailed video producers, gaming developers, casting directors, agents, pretty much anyone and everyone who I thought might need a voiceover artist. And it was doing that that I started to build relationships with people who are now my clients. Aside from the obvious different entry points, a lot of people got coaching to help them with their demos. Clearly, there's no right or wrong and what may work for you may not work for me and vice versa. So let's talk with an expert. I was lucky enough to sit down and have a conversation with Rick Loins, a good friend of mine, a multi-award winning producer with Bauer Media Group, one of the biggest media groups in the world. I came across Rick on various platforms actually, speaking about what he does and found it really interesting. I reached out on LinkedIn and a year or so later, we have worked on various projects together and he's a pretty decent bloke. He was nice enough to answer some questions that I was dying to ask and hopefully will help myself and you with your demo. How are you, dude? I'm well, thank you. It's been a while. It's been a little while. I saw you in person last time yeah, as well, which was yeah. great. But uh, yeah, all is well. Well, thank you for joining me today to talk about the world of demos. I'm trying to learn more and obviously want to educate others. So it means a lot. Um, thank you again for joining me today. Welcome. So what does your job entail and what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? My my job title is commercial producer and I work for a company called Bauer Media who own a big stash of radio stations in the UK and it's radio commercials mainly. So as a sound engineer or commercial producer, what I do day to day is I'm part of a creative team. So we have we have people who sell airtime and creative. So we have salespeople within those radio stations who are face to face with clients they take a brief, which they then pass on to our creative team. And we have a team of writers, creative writers, and a team of producers who work with the clients and write scripts and write the copy, which then comes through to me and our team, the producers who take those scripts. We cast a voiceover. If someone was to send you their demo, what are the key tips you would give them? Whenever I receive a demo, I don't want to be thinking too hard about what the content actually is. Your first two or three clips are really important. We psychologically build a very quick picture of someone, what your voice sounds like, but what, what makes you, you. I'm, I'm looking for something kind of unique not all the time, you know, and I think everybody's got it. It's just we, we all do have our own unique personalities and, and voices. And I'm looking for those little moments of magic, really. Something that stands someone out from why would I use you over another person, for instance. 
So would you would you kind of have the voice in your head already that you know you may be looking for already, um, or is it something where you might hear a demo and be like, oh, I like this voice. Let me store this for later. It's both because um, when you hear something you like, but you haven't really got any, a project on that will work for that, yeah, store it away. At, at which point, when that thing comes up that you're looking for, you can go back through your bank of demos and voices and um, you can start to pick and choose there. There have been occasions where um, you were one of them, um, <laughs> where I just heard something and it was like, amazing. Wow. Um, you know, it really caught my attention straight away and it's um it's really nice when that happens. Oh, thanks, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough of me complimenting you. Carry on. <laughs> well, okay, well, um, so obviously there are people that are listening to this wanted to know how to create a demo, but there are also people like myself who have demos and maybe, you know, wanting to know ways to improve or, you know, just feedback in general. So... I want to put myself in the firing line and I'm going to play you my demo and yeah, we're just going to, we're just going to talk about that, give some feedback and um, take it from there. But just to let you know, this is my demo that I still currently use to this day. So it's my first. Go Jenny. And yeah, <laughs> so be nice to me. So um, yeah, let's, let's go to that. Itching to go on a vacation, but don't have time to plan your getaway. We've solved that problem for you and Vensa. Visit www.tomsflatclub.com to take full advantage of our complimentary travel logs and destination guides. So it's one in the morning and you're starving. Nothing in the fridge and nothing in the cupboards. You think about cooking, but then you remember the fire you started last time you tried using the stove. Well, check out 7-Eleven. Between the world we see and the things we fear, River doors. When they are opened, nightmares become reality. Every year during the month of March, a family of ragged gypsies will set up their tents near the village, and with a great uproar of pipes and kettle drums, they would display new inventions. We all need that special someone. Someone to make you laugh. Someone to listen. Someone to appreciate your cooking but also to get you off the couch. Someone to be your best friend. Adopt your special someone today at RSPCA. Out now, Phoenix and the Flower Girls' new album, Nala, featuring hit singles Run, Giselle, and UK Top 40, I Heart You. Available now on all the streaming platforms. This summer, try the all-new Mongolian lamb at Noodle Box. An irresistible fusion of succulent lamb, noodles, and fresh veggies. What tossed in a tasty Mongolian sauce for that perfect what charred flavour. Do you know what's funny about that, actually? I don't think I've listened to that from start to finish for God knows how long, which is really weird. I've, I've listened to maybe the first three demos and then... Yeah, I've never needed to listen to it again, which is really weird. And So before we yeah. get into it, how did you feel about that, listening to it? Yeah, well, I know, you know, um, I've done a lot since then. And it's it's really interesting to hear how I have developed as a voiceover since then. Um, that's good. That's good, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Um, what areas do you think would be improved and what was your overall thoughts about it? Yeah, I mean, so obviously this was the first demo of yours I heard. Yeah. 
um, and it was that first clip I was in. Wow. Like, uh, you know, there's just a, there's something in your tone and your attitude that was just like, this is, you know, there's a, there's something here that I've, I've been missing on my yeah. roster for forever. Yeah. Your first opening clip was a great choice because I, I think it, um, I think it represents you and the voice you can reproduce time and time again. Yeah. And that is a tip. It's one of my main tips I give to voices when they're producing a demo is your first clip. Try and make sure it's something you can do day in, day out. You know, don't go putting on anything straight away that you're not going to be able to reproduce in back-to-back sessions all day, every day, because it's going to make your life very difficult. I think I I got lucky with that one. And it's, 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 it's interesting because the majority of the work that I get now is along the same guidelines as that first demo, which at the time, you know, it was just a script to me. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just reading the yeah. script and it's it just kind of manifested in its way. So I guess listening back to it now for the first time in a long time, um, yeah, you can you can hear parts where you're like, oh, you know, I could change that. But, you know, it's it's just, I think there's that fear of, of changing something that's working. In that demo, I think I used nine scripts. Um, how many would you recommend? From my point of view, it's a different answer based on what type of demo it is. Because a commercial demo and the length of the clips you use would be very different to, say, a corporate demo, where you might want kind of more long-form sentences and generally slower it's very dependent on the type of the demo, but also the audio that's in there and your type of voice. There's lots of factors. I don't think there's a right and a wrong answer. There's only a right and a wrong, wrong answer based on your voice and the, the kind of work you do. In in the demo that you just heard, there's a mixture of niches because I, I like to call that demo a general demo because at the time it was the only one I had. So I just tried to throw everything in, in, in you know one demo. Would you recommend that? Based on the demo we've just heard, you, you're quite versatile within a certain area. And and the mistake a lot of people can make is trying to fit the universe into this tiny little ball. When actually if you if you just hone in on what you're good at, you realise that you've already got the universe in this tiny ball. They're the little bits of magic that will jump out at people. In terms of your demo, I think... It, the the one of the main thoughts I had is the first few clips sounded quite similar to each other. Yes. And then towards the end, we had uh, like a really sincere read come in with lines, and then the clip after that was uh, like a music, almost like a promo clip. I would have moved them if it was me. Uh, I would have moved them forward um, because what they do straight away. And actually, there's an argument for that to be said that it, it held my interest for longer being later in the reel but um especially that sincere read uh, i i wanted to hear that maybe second third i wanted to hear that really far up because it was as i said it was some it was kind of your unique brand but it was from a different angle well thank you (laughs) thank you for your feedback (laughs) means a lot i'm trying to be gentle (laughs) (laughs) so um i went on your website and um i saw that you are a producer of the year at the box awards three years in a row <laughs> done my homework um so you have. 
As a producer, engineer, what do you think makes you stand out? Because a lot of people may not necessarily know exactly what it is you do and may just think you just put voices over instrumentals. Um, yeah, so what do you think makes you stand out? I, I started in music production. I've been a musician since I was really young and kind of wrote music, produced music. So that's where I started. And that's how I kind of started to get in front of recording software and, you know, generally kind of fell in love with sound, I think. And I've been on a funny old journey in my career. I've done a few things, you know, kind of with music and I've kind of worked in animation for a few years and I wasn't an animator, but I was producing projects and they're very different things that kind of come together to kind of make me the way I am, I suppose. So when I, when I produce, it's, I think that's just in my bones. I'm always thinking that way, like what can make this snap and what can kind of tug on the heartstrings or what can grab someone's attention. And, and do you think that's why you got into voiceover as well? Yeah, and that, that was more of an accident, really. That was years and years of kind of demoing and sessions with, with voices and kind of it seeping in through osmosis. From my seat as a producer, I, I really, really love voiceover as, as an art form in itself. I just, I just love how much you can do with it. I love the, the different skills and talents and all of that that comes into it. Mm. The, the, those things that people don't see and don't understand, you know, the, the mic technique and the breathing. And yeah. a, a really great actor can just do something with a, pretty average piece of copy mm. and it's just something else entirely that stuff you know that i love it i really love it and i've never fallen out of love with it as, as long as i've done this yeah leading on from that actually so if somebody did want to you know create a new um demo um they're looking for some engineer or producer to to work with um what would you say they should look out for in a engineer producer that kind of thing first of all someone who's going to be honest with you I'd, I'd be very wary of someone who would be willing to just kind of throw a demo together for you and take your money. Um, you, you want someone who is, is, is honest and yeah. will be able to have a difficult conversation with you and say, no, this isn't good enough. Or you're not even ready for a demo yet. You need to go and do more work uh, and work with a coach. If someone can tell you that, you know you can trust them to eventually make the right demo for you. You know... I might be the right person for some people and not other people because I don't get their voice or I kind of don't get what they're going for. And, and that's totally fine. Just you've got to find the right partnership, really. So for somebody that might necessarily not be able to maybe afford or just doesn't have the resources and or can't get in contact with somebody, would you recommend them doing it themselves? Yeah, all, all I would say to that really is start somewhere. And there's no shame in there's no shame in self-producing if, if you you know, if you can't afford a demo and, you know, if you can't afford to get the coaching, but you you really want to give this a go, you know, just starting somewhere like you're never going to be sorry to upskill and learn how to produce and learn how to edit. And if you, if you can do that, you, you're, you know, you kind of a more all round package as a voiceover anyway. Yeah. I think, I think a producer who's, who really cares about what they do, they'll listen through rough production They'll listen through bad editing for for the voice that's there. And that might not mean you're like ready for the big projects. It might just mean that you're on someone's radar. There's a really wonderful, unique thing about the voiceover industry in the UK 
that I don't see in many other places where people who are in competition with each other are helping each other all the time. Yeah, 100%. And it's, 100%. it's just a lovely thing to see. Um, and that in itself, I just think, creates a really nurturing environment where people can come into this and feel more confident about um, yeah. what they're doing, but not feel like they need to be like the other person. Have you noticed any new trends or any new things that's been added um, to demos that you've been receiving lately? I've been doing this particular job for 10, 12 years, something like that. And I've seen trends come and go in that. And it's worth being mindful that they are just trends and not trying to change the direction of your whole business based on them. <laughs> because you're just going to get lost, you know, and I always tell people to kind of stick to what you are and what you do. But on that, I mean, I think it's the longest running trend we've had for me is, is this kind of sincere, genuine voiceover thing that everyone still asks for. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of turning in on itself a bit because we're getting pretend sincere and genuine reads. Yeah. Um, and people can just see right through it. I, I remember when I first started, everything was make it conversational. I was like, what yeah, is right? that? <laughs> and I was trying my best to try to to process what that was. And then I kind of gave it what I thought it was and it happened to yeah. work. But yeah, conversation was different, for example, for everybody. Exactly. One of the things I often come up against is you get a script that says voiceover to be conversational, but they're going, you know, they're going, I just bought a carpet for fourteen ninety nine. a carpet, right? And it's like, <laughs> exactly. I can be conversational, but I would never say that in real life. Mm. And that's the tricky thing for a voiceover to try and get is to make ridiculously unrealistic copy sound genuine and believable. And that's hard. That's yeah. really hard. So, um, so if there are voiceovers out there, and they did want to work with you. They came across you on LinkedIn, as I did. Um, how how do they get in contact with you? Um, and is is there a, a formal or correct way to get in contact with you and potentially work with somebody like yourself? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you did the right thing, actually. Um, LinkedIn, is a for me, is a really good one. It's how I do a lot of my, you know, work in finding good new voiceovers, really. Through my website, it's just rickloins.com. There's a there's a you know a contact sheet on there which people do as well. I don't know if that would be the answer for every producer out there. Some people might not want to be contacted at all, and you know some people kind of take the point of view of I'll contact you if I want you, but I don't know how you're supposed to deal with that as a a voiceover is trying to get themselves out there. So you want to be proactive. Yeah, I appreciate when people get in touch because it when I find good voiceovers, it makes my life much better <laughs> you know it makes my life easier well your wise words have helped me today and i'm sure other people out there so um just want to say thank you again for joining me today and answering my questions and giving me constructive feedback it's a pleasure mate <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna try to sleep tonight <laughs> <laughs> So what have I learned from today's conversations? Honing on your strengths. If you're not lucky enough to be working with someone on your demo who can get it out of you, keep reading scripts until you feel confident enough to proceed. And remember, you can always get feedback from loved ones. Start the demo with your strongest read as something that you can recreate over and over again. And remember, there's no right or wrong way to create a demo. If you decide to work with a producer to create a demo, 
Make sure you do your research and make sure you have a relationship with that producer. You want to know that they have your best interests at heart and they're pushing you to your fullest potential. Okay, let's light my time is up for this week. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at joetroy.com. I'm on all the socials, so please say hi. We'd like to say thank you for everyone that's contributed to the episode and a big thank you to Rick Loins. Signing out until next episode. Bye-bye.